All right, welcome to another edition of the Bob Jeswald Show. And there is nothing better when you talk to someone and they practice what they preach. And this is literally what I'm saying here today when it comes to gynecology. That's right. We're going to learn a lot about our bodies and even how guys might want to hear about what an GYN or gynecologist, because we take the obstetrician out of it today. We'll talk more about that. But with the male anatomy sometimes, with just the structure of our bodies and our own hormones, how it dictates the way we act. That's right. And we have the doc and we talk about her as the Suze. She likes to be referred to as Suze in the house today. And you don't want to miss it. But moms and dads, if you're in a car driving, wherever you're listening to your podcast and you don't want the kids to ask a lot of questions, it gets kind of deep. So we may want to keep it just for the adults today. You may want to consider that as well. That's all coming up next on the Bob Jeswald Show. Personal power, people positive, the community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. You just came in. I just got you out of your own practice. Uh, and Dr. Susie Westerlin, I'll say it again. She's OBGYN. She goes beyond the scope of what you would think that an OBGYN would do. She's a surgeon. She has her own practice. She has her own facility and a great team of nurses and, and other docs that are with her. And what's nice about having Susie here today is we were talking you know, several weeks ago, and I'm like, gosh, I'd love to have you come in. You just came off your break. You adjusted yeah. your schedule. Thank you. Is to talk about the thing a lot of people don't want to talk about. And we kind of got into a conversation, and I want everyone else to hear this too. I mean, think about this. Marriages, and we're going to go right there. Marriages, and you know, I've been married now to Teresa. Gosh, we had our, uh, oh my gosh, uh, this is terrible, 25 years is our <laughs> Me too. silver. Yeah, Me holy too. macaroni. Eric and I too. Yeah, yeah, okay, so we're 26, 27 years. We've been together since 91. But the point is, you know, in the beginning of the relationship, let's face it, it's very physical. Um Everything's great. And it still is. I mean, marriage is good. You got to have that. But let's face it. You're married for a reason. You're married. And sometimes people physically can't have a physical relationship. You know, sex may not be something that's top priority um, for a physical ailment. There's a lot of things. A lot of physical ailments. Yeah. And there's a lot of. Yeah. And and people may, it, it may be something that maybe they have a health issue or maybe they're in a physical condition that they can't. And I understand. And then you love that person. You're with them. But if you have a, a, a pretty good relationship in terms of everything else is going well, you're healthy, thank God, and you're, you know, deep in your 50s, let's say, and we start getting that age, menopause starts to creep in, male hormone stuff starts to go a little haywire sometimes. Absolutely. Around the same time as women, men are just, I think, a lot less willing to talk about it because they think, you know, something down there, they have a defect if it's not working a thousand percent perfectly. Right. Or if you have to use an aid or something to help enhance it. And some people are ashamed of that. Absolutely. So why are they ashamed of it? Why do you think, what do do you hear a lot? Why are people, in women, we'll start with women first, since it's your, but but you, and we'll talk about the guy side too in a moment. But what what is it that you hear most from women when they come in and they say, "This is, I feel like I'm something's not right." What is the intrepidation? Why can't they just say it? Look, I can't reach orgasm, or I, I feel like I can't lubricate. Oh, you're what, bringing out the O word wow, right, did right I just out say of that? the gate. So yeah, what am, am I in the right direction here, or is this? No, no, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Okay, so first of all, I want to let you know I practice. I'm I do just gyn now. So so get sep- rid of the O. So obst- I'm, I'm get rid of the okay. O as okay. far as obstetrics. Okay, even obstetrics. though I help women get pregnant, and once they become pregnant, I I help guide them to their their obstetrician. If they fall in love with their OB, then they 
absolutely will stay with them if they want to come back to me after their baby's born. Um, and a lot of them do just because, you know, when you look at the number of years a woman is alive and when you look at the number of reproductive years, it's really only a couple decades of your whole, your, you know, your Makes whole sense. life, sure. right? So it, before and after there's, there's just all those other years. But anyway, so I don't do OB anymore. And so I do, and I do office gynecology. I don't even operate in the hospital anymore. So I've kind of crafted um, a kind of my own model of taking care of women at all ages, whether or not you're, you know, a young girl having heavy periods or, you know, you get into needing birth control in those years, um, and it goes on and on and on. But so I'm very lucky. I've kind of just made my own niche at, that's worked out. And Can I, I call you gyno? Are yes, you a gyno? You is it, is that, do you like no, that phrase? No, like, I'm, she's I'm, my gyno. I'm my total gyno. So okay. I, if I have like an 80-year-old lady that might be a fabulous patient, and when uh -huh. she goes, oh, yeah, Dr. Seuss is my OBGYN, which yeah. I think is so – or no, they'll say my OB, yeah. and I'm like – Not anymore. But not anymore, but yeah. it's still so cute because, they, you know, they call me their OB. They have their, they have their own little, their little yeah. cute little uh, yeah. acronyms or, or something like that. So I, di I didn't mean to digress, but no. I just want people to know that's kind of my area. But well, thank you for that because that's yeah. important because then that explains a lot to yeah. what we're going to talk about. So they come to your office, all ages. Um, right. when, let me, and I, I wanted to address that question. What is it that they, the, the thing that you see the most or hear the most? How's that? What do you hear the most when somebody comes in when it comes to relationships? And we could talk about what you do for all different ages too. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that coming up in just a, few, in a little bit. Okay. All right. So we'll kind of fast forward. For, we'll forget about the young teens, even yeah. the, we'll come back the late them. teens, uh, the early 20s, because if we're actually talking about now jumping like to what we call sexual medicine or sure. relationship medicine or what that sort of thing, you know, everybody kind of knows when you have your first girlfriend, boyfriend, and you're madly in love and Love is love then. The, what, what, you know, what the definition of is, and as well as physical and non-physical. But then, of course, as you get married, you have kids, you have four kids under 10, you, you're exhausted, your relationship changes, but, but it still is good. But at the same time, over time, it changes so much that people just kind of get used to knowing that what was a date night before is <laughs> a hell of a lot different when you're having a date night when you're 37. And that natural spark and like, uh, I'll be careful of the words I use, but you know, it's, it's a very different kind of thing. But then all of a sudden, people start realizing that um, the kids get older, and all of a sudden that relationship between two people starts kind of getting the way it used to be. Um, meaning you have one-on-one -on -one time with each other. So those, those years in between where there's kids, like a woman, like you have um, four kids under 10, you just want to go to bed. You go, honey, yeah, I love you. You know, yeah. see ya, yeah. turn right. your head, right? It's, and it's probably a survival of the fittest. We need to do this in order to take care of our kids, right? True. So anyway, assuming a marriage uh, uh, continues, since we all know that, you know, the divorce rate in the U.S. is about 50-50, um, assuming that that continues and all of a sudden you can start focusing on yourself again, it's a pretty freaking powerful thing, you know? It seems like guy, guys, though, with that little bit of 
extra sleep, like you said, you got to get up for the kids. Yeah. Always seem to have that little, is it more the guys that seem to be the ones that have that extra drive? You always hear oh, that men are from Mars, Venus, whatever. Right, right. Whatever. Okay, so I'm going to just try to just, like I'm pretending you're my patient. Yeah, right? okay, good. But no, men, um, oh gosh, I'm going to use this word. Men are horny forever. Men okay. pretty much, yeah. they are horny if they're tired or if they're um, uh, not tired, if they've had a bad day at the office, if they've come out, you know, so it's just different versus women. Most women are so inundated with just daily things and this and physically that, you know, there, there is a disconnect. And so, you know, when you were saying men are from Mars and women are from Venus, yeah. it's a real thing. But then as people start evolving in their relationship, um, there's, there's that there are now things that people want to do to even foster that relationship and make them feel like they did when they were 20 and 30. And there's a lot of changes, and there's a lot of medications that decrease the sex drive, both in men and women. There's there's so many different things. So how I look at it is people kind of get used to a new normal, and that new normal isn't is, is so much less than what they could have. So you wouldn't want to go to... I think the approach would be it, it wouldn't work. Like if you go to your spouse and say, "Hey, gee, honey, we need to go see, we need to go see, uh, you know, yeah. gyno, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. Westerlin here yeah. because uh, I think that you're you're just could be better. I mean, you, there's a way yeah. to finesse this. Yeah. It, it's hard to get. To, it's like going to counseling. If mm-hmm. something's not working, it's always that one partner that says, "I don't need this. I don't need counseling. Yeah. Or, I don't need that." How do you? What do you advise a patient that you're seeing and said, "Well, maybe your wife or your husband needs to." check something out, check, yeah. check their levels out, yeah, check their yeah, hormones, yeah. check, check whatever to find out what's, what was lost that you once had. Right. Maybe there's something medically here or physically, or maybe something is mental, but, 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 but by age alone, it's I know happen. by age alone, if I check a woman's hormones, depending on if they're 51, if they're 41, if they're late forties, even if they're in their twenties, depending on if they're on certain medications, but you pretty much know that by age alone, that is going to happen where all of a sudden sex drive, libido, the whole thing, it changes. And women way sooner, I think, than men do because, again, they're on that treadmill sure. of raising kids. Not that guys don't participate too, but um, just uh, in their in our heads, it's different. Um, but as far as getting help, it's pretty easy. I mean, people come into me and they say, I'll have like little forms do you, does, is, does this remind you of you? Or do you, do you uh, see yourself in these questions? Because every single, like, yeah, I'm fat. I have no sex drive. I'd rather just watch, you know, two, um, two episodes of, or two seasons of whatever than to have sex, like, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but it's not like they're, it's not like they're um, being, uh, like, not, it's not that they don't want it. They just haven't felt it in so long. Yeah, they're just, it's not obvious or overt. Yeah. It's like they're, they're okay with it. They're, it becomes. They're getting okay. used to the yeah. new normal, as I say. But at the same time, how many times do I hear in a day, in a week, in a year, I feel so sorry for my husband. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, right. they feel sorry because, and I and I have a term that I use called sympathy sex, that a oh. lot of, no, it really <laughs> I, is. Yeah, we've heard that before, yeah. yeah I, so maybe, that is such a thing. Did is I that, tell it, you, at the, did I mention that at the bar last, yes, last week I, or I whatever? Think, but but is, is that, that's true, though, that there is such yeah, thing they as. they feel bad. They mm-hmm. feel bad that they don't feel the way they did when they were 20 or 30. But more and more, there are things that we can do. But you can sense that, too. Oh, I mean, the other yeah. partner would be like, don't oh, yeah. don't placate me. I mean, you're, you know, it's yeah. kind of insulting in a way. It's yeah. like, I know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, this isn't, I don't feel the same, 
the same intensity back. It's almost like, okay, you're going through the motion. Exactly. Kind of thing. And so, but at the same time, most women, I mean, a lot of women will say, oh my gosh, if I could do something that can make me feel that way again, my gosh, I don't care if it's not paid for by insurance. My husband is like, he's got his, you know, his Amex out. Like, yeah. You know, because they want their, they want their spouses, these women to feel their very best. But it's, it's really, for me and my my field and it's really only been in the real last five years where it's something there there's something you can do about it so before we get into the hormone checking and doing that is there something you've ever advised before you get to that stage to say hey you know what this is an over-the-counter remedy for you too here get a video or do this it doesn't work it doesn't work okay now why is that yeah why is it because most of i mean for the most part it's based on just pure um, uh, pharmacology. I mean, okay. our body's own testosterone, our body's own estrogen. You um, have you have testosterone, so do I. Oh, yeah. I have estrogen, okay. so do you. Well, you, you know, you really don't want estrogen because that'll make your boobs will hurt. So you feel like you're okay. having your period. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to be like uh, uh, women that have those issues. No, but men, for the most part, they make a ton of testosterone. But at the same time, a lot of people don't realize that women make testosterone. We just make about a tenth of what guys do. And our testosterone levels drop off way earlier in our life from our ovaries than our estrogen levels. So a woman can be menopause, can still be having periods and still be, they're not menopausal yet, but their testo levels have dropped. Okay. So some of those things that have to do with our testo is very different than, for example, when a woman's menopausal and she's having horrible hot flashes during the day. There's there's certain there's a reason why we got we we were given both estrogen and testosterone. So this is a great age. This could be more over time, not so much a precipitous yeah. decline yeah. overnight. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. They, so it's a very s- yeah. subtle, you notice over time, it's not the same and exactly. the intent, something isn't right. So, yeah. And then, then you add where there's med- a lot of medications that men and women are on, are on. Let's, let's say women, even young women, a lot of women are a lot of people out there, you, anybody on the street, um, when you think of like a birth control pill. Birth control pills in some women can absolutely tank their sex drive. So let's say you have a new married couple that are 24, 25, and then you have a woman that might be one of those people's respond to it in a, in a, in a negative way. Because you don't want to be in a new marriage where you have no libido. That marriage is, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's not going to last. Cut to the chase. Why, no. why do we get married? First of all, I mean, even I from a spiritual standpoint, it's song of songs in yeah, the Bible. Yeah. I mean, you're We're supposed to procreate. Right. And, you know, yeah. and so it's, but it's, um, and it's, it, the reason why is because it actually decreases our, our, our testo. And I won't go into the exact reasoning, but so mm-hmm. birth control pills, even though they're great and we've been using them forever and ever and ever for heavy periods, painful periods, PMS, uh, acne, right? Mm -hmm. But in some women, it it can do that. And that's a bad side effect. And when it's, it's particularly bad when you have somebody that has the, they, they're, they're actually, they're embarrassed. A lot of times they don't want to come in and ask me, why is it that I'm this age? And I don't even think of those kinds of things, right? See that, and that, that's, that you hear that a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. w- could this be, now I'm getting maybe, I'm not trying to go off scope of what you do in your profession, but from, um, 
you know, psychotherapist or, or point of view, which could you have a little psychology behind you? You think this is what maybe makes someone drift or go into and uh, they cheat, uh, yeah. I mean, or something. Oh, no. I mean, okay, well, okay, so I say, and somebody coined it to a friend of mine in California, eventually someone's going to outsource it. There you go. And that <laughs> sounds, be so blunt. No, it but, sounds so horrible. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah. Dylan, our producer, how, Dylan, you know what we're talking about, right? Outsource I, 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 you would, Do you understand that when we say outsource? Do you get it? Yes. You get it? Yes. And that's not good. No, right? we don't want to outsource. That's, no, that's we really do not want to outsource. I've done that. <laughs> no. And people, Here's our moment. Yeah, outsourcing. Okay, but we don't want to outsource, yeah, especially right. when you're in this new marriage and the whole idea is for you to have this great relationship and mm-hmm. then you have two people and one of them is so, it's they're so disconnected. Right. Gotcha. Right. You can't have that. But again, that's not everybody. That's right. That, a, but it has to be. People should know that that is an issue. And then on top of it, you take because since we're talking about medications yeah. that can do it even when you're young, and then all of a sudden you add these powerful medications called SSRIs. What are they? Lexapro, Prozac, all these medications that are great for there. There you they're, go. They're mm-hmm. great for helping us with anxiety and depression, which are real, true disease states. They're not something like I can. We're not just, talking about just give it to somebody because I'm having a little anxiety yeah, today. Yeah, no, and this that's a whole who, that's a whole other topic where people don't yeah. want to be on those meds because they think um, they should just be able to suck it up. And, right. You know, like my you're talking pe- about true. Right? These are people that these, truly need these right. medications. So then yeah. you have two double whammies, as I call it, where a, a person, a woman at any age, might be on a birth control pill and a Prozac, that takes a sex drive for maybe even have a little bit of a, you know, yeah, like right. a little bit. Sorry, yeah. that was kind of gross. I like it. But you I, know what I, I mean? I got like it. snort, <laughs> snort the sort of thing. Yeah. But it might take you from still having that urge to nothing. Wow. And the SSRIs wow. in men, it's the same thing. But but a lot of people don't know. Most good docs are going to especially say, hey, by the way, there's can be some sexual side effects with these medications. So what's the cure? Okay, I need the medication, let's say. Okay. And this is helping to decrease something that's really hurting my marriage or yeah. whatever it may be relationship yeah. and you're saying that is there a way do we could we get them off of that by doing something else okay well uh, when it looks like for example birth control pills you can do something other than a birth control pill that doesn't have the same sexual side effects there's not a ton of things but there are some right mm-hmm. progestin iud's are you familiar yeah, with yes that? i do yes it has yeah. a lesser a sexual side effect i, I guarantee so something you. that works more right, right there at the, uh-huh. at the core of the right <laughs> of yeah. where it needs to yeah. be and yeah. then there are some there are more and more medications that are used for anxiety and depression there's things called wellbutrin that has no sexual side effect but then there are some mm. of the let's say the third or fourth generation SSRIs, that means a serotonergic, sure. right? that's basically the category, but that some of them are now being manufactured that have a less of effect on their, you know, their, their sex drive, because every, it's kind of like the iPhone goes from a one to a five to a 10, medications just keep getting better and better because they can really hone in on receptors and yeah. Great information. Is your clinic seems a very much be driven in that direction. Are all gynos the same? If somebody's listening to us, would they go to their gyno and get the same kind of, and if they're on some kind of SSI, they're on yeah. some kind of yeah. um, anxiety medication or whatever it may be, and maybe that could be causing their sy- symptoms. Are they just as open to this kind of research, so. or do you think this is no, something standard I, now? Or is The it, problem is, is most of the time there's just mis- there's no information given. 
No, no. Ask questions. Yeah, if you if you were to look, if you were to do, uh, um, let's say you go to a high school or college and you give them a a hand, you know, a little questionnaire saying, "Can this happen with birth control pills? Can this happen with anti-anxiety medications?" Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And if they were to say, they wouldn't. They they're not going to know. Who's going to tell them? Unless unless they get online and they happen to research, which hey, people do now all the time, right. uh, which is why everybody thinks they're Doctor Google, Please right? Stop doing. It. I, I do it, and right. I think when and, I do and it, and sometimes like, oh, that's the worst thing because then you can get misinformation. Misinformation is as bad as no information so it's in, in so many areas. But anyway, I kind of got off on a tangent there. But but again, low sex drive can happen even in twenty and thirty year olds. It's not just something that happens when you're perimenopausal, meaning you're in your late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond. There seems like more kids today, if it's, the, and, and, and again, I want to try to keep on topic here, that seem to be, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, overprescribed. I don't remember. And again, I know what you said. I'm not poo-pooing someone who actually needs yeah. it. But it's like the suck it up thing. It's like yeah. my father-in-law, and I'm not saying this either. I think the military is being treated a lot different. Maybe this is a horrible analogy. But, you know, shell shock was, well, you're fine. You're okay. They would never talk about having PTSD, but are worst, we, worst thing that could have ever happened. Ever happened right. Worst and I know that, and I do a lot with yeah. the military. It's like, geez, how, what we did such a disservice to those men from World War One, World War Two, and even up to Vietnam. I mean, it's like, understand that these guys have, I mean, any normal human being to endure what they do, you can't just erase and say, you're okay, suck it up. Okay. So now come, come to up. this generation, different generation. We have to treat them differently. And I know when they come in, Dylan's the exception of the rule though. Um, <laughs> Dylan. When they come to Dylan, yeah. So when they, but you have to look and listen and, and understand. But I notice a lot that in their 20s and 30s yeah. that are on anti anxiety yeah. medicine. Yeah. It's like, are you yeah. kidding me? I have anxiety. Yeah, I know you probably do. Oh, gosh, I feel yeah. like I'm having a heart attack, something my chest feels tight, oh, yeah. but I know what it is. Yeah. So I kind of like say your breath. Sometimes I'll do a prayer or whatever I need to do to get my mind in the right space for a second. But there's sometimes it does. But I can't imagine somebody who now I would. My heart goes out to someone who has that, they can't control it. That would be horrible. Yeah. I can imagine because that would just be, you can't function. Yeah. So those are the people that maybe there's another SSI solution if they're going through something in their marriage or something where they feel their driver libido has been hindered and hampered and, and, you know, somehow, you know, ripped apart because of some kind of medication, which you could probably go in another direction to help them out. Right. Stay away from Dr. Google. Yes. And make sure you talk to your, your gyno or your OBGYN. Yeah, and just get, just yeah. make sure you, and I guess that's, that's our, I guess, our part as doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, providers, that you try to give them as much information about a medication other than to just say, here, you know, like the old school, just like, just trust me, this is going to work. You Plain know. devil's advocates. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. listening to Susie right now. <laughs> they're listening to both of us yeah. and they're saying, God, but you know what? Yeah. You know, I think my husband... This could really be why he's yeah. not interested. Yeah. Is it? It may not be personal yeah. because that happens too. Do I look fat or am I not attractive Absolutely. anymore? It has nothing to do it. Like I find, and I could say this, and my wife is not even going to listen to this anyway because she doesn't. <laughs> she hears enough of me during the <laughs> during the week. It sounds like my husband. I know it's like same thing, Erica. It's that's what makes our marriages work. But she, I see her just as sexy and beautiful from when she was when I first met her. She doesn't believe it. She, she mm-hmm. thinks I'm crazy. We're insecure. We but always th- look at ourselves. It really do. And, yeah. I see her the same way, as crazy yeah. as that sounds. And yeah. I, I guess if I was to have, which I don't have pictures of her, but when she was, I could, in my mind, and, which is true, but I still see her. Because that's, obviously, you'd say true love. You, you're you into that person. Yeah. 
you 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 see it, you feel it. But to in you know to keep it going, keep it enhanced. If somebody, without being offensive, what would you suggest to that spouse or somebody who's coming to you and saying, you know what, I, I don't know how to approach this to my spouse, whether it's the husband or wife. Um, I honestly think the majority of are totally open to it. Okay, so you're saying, okay, you're seeing more of the, okay. When they come to you, they've already got it. If anything, it might be more, nowadays it's more, um, well, obviously I see women. I I basically just started seeing men and their hormones because it's a natural evolution of if I'm doing a woman's hormones, um, especially with testosterone, Mm -hmm. because not all women do testosterone, and that's a whole other. Yeah, I was talking about, because I have BPH. Benign prosthetic hypertrophy. Thank you, you can say it better than me. I can't say it. But you have to, It's annoying as hell. I take Uh tamasolin. Yeah. And, um... And it's once a day. I mm-hmm. thought I'd never have to be on anything. We, we talked about my, my urologist, and you yeah. know him, Wiley, yeah. great yeah. guy. Great guy. And uh, he likes he knows I'm really into natural stuff. For, for the longest time, I was doing some really, really good, rich sal palmetto and all this kind of stuff, which felt like it was actually enhancing things, which mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. whether it's placebo or not. It, I guarantee you there was some placebo. They're but, pr- hey, we can get one of my other urology friends that she can get on here with me. And t- because there are some things. There's that, some things that can yeah, actually. Yeah. But whether but it's not the same probably thing. what it was doing, I, I guess I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm yeah, sorry that I'm wondering just what it did was it just kind of helped the bladder relax naturally and therefore everything all the blood's flowing so therefore I felt like hey I'm feeling mm-hmm. normal now with that being said if I take if I'm on something like that and, and I'm not making about me or anybody out there similar to the SSIs or or something that you have to do because you if a guy's out there has BPH that sometimes could be Although in my case it was, I don't want to say that. In my case, it was strictly, I can't pee. I mean, yeah, I'm trickling yeah, when I yeah. pee and I'm up 50 times a night. It's like, yeah. this is insane. Yeah. And, and I had this issue back in my 20s, which is crazy in my 30s. But I, but I would, it would like a little zinc occasionally would get rid of it and it seemed like it would go away. But it's to the point now where as far as, you know, I got everything, you know, because it mimics prostate cancer right, and, right, and you exactly. don't you got to get checked off yeah you have a hard time peeing yeah right and, it's yeah. but and when, it usually only gets worse as you get older yeah this you sucks know, it's gonna happen yeah <laughs> if i i, I yeah. would say if women live long enough we're gonna get breast cancer thank god the majority of women that die uh, the women that get breast cancer do not die of breast sure. cancer because we get to it early if you live long enough as a guy you're going to get prostate cancer mm-hmm. but again because of doing psas and again i'm going off a little on my tangent sure right right i'm not a urologist but right. i know enough about oh it. sure and if that's you your know? medical you have to have some kind of yeah. understanding and and especially the female anatomy yeah. similar but but that being said <clears throat> would that be is a, like a hormone replacement for a male because at your clinic you kind of delve into a little bit of the male side too with yep. the women too so yes. the women you're checking you take a blood yes. i guess a blood there's a particular blood yes. test you just it's not your it's general a, there's test a, there's, there's a whole whole slew of just screening things checking your hormones checking your vitamins b uh, d b12 all that but and again the reason why i started seeing some men is because if all of a sudden i have a woman who all of a sudden after years of just not having that drive all of a sudden there's the disconnect that that was totally different so back in the day when guys were horny all the time women then all of a sudden uh women now are getting and they're, they're getting their hormones optimized and all of a sudden the guys are older it's flipped and it's crazy. Yes. That's crazy it's, for me to yes, see yes. because I never thought in my wildest dreams when I started my training at, at Georgetown, you know, in D.C., the most unbelievable um, sexual medicine guy, um, 
ever, I was very lucky to have him, Dr. James Simon. He's still around, but um, he's amazing. But I digress. But anyway, no, it's, it's never, in my wild, never in my wildest you dreams. You can Google that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's yeah. amazing. But um, never in my wildest dreams would I have ever thought seeing those patients, you know, and here I was in my 20s and mm-hmm. hearing these women saying, well, I just don't have this and I don't have that. And guys do forever. And then all of a sudden now it's flipping. And so when you see that, all of a sudden they're going, oh, my God, I, I can't keep up with her. You know, um, wow. she, we're talking the 90th percentile. Sure, it's right, not right, everybody, right? right? Exactly. But, but look, now, at my, look at my eyes as they light I up. Know, like this, like, <laughs> I know. But, there's, but, all, but all of a sudden yeah, there's yeah. a complete disconnect. But most men, I think, if they're in a relationship, they're going to listen and go, yeah, maybe I want to do that do too. Do you think it's because we're, we're more open now, we're talking about it, where before it wasn't, again, going back to yeah. that analogy of yeah. the old World War One yeah. and Two vets, you yeah. don't talk about well, that. Yeah, nowadays people talk about their health in every capacity. Back then you wouldn't even talk if there was a family history of depression or anxiety because it was looked like there was a defect on the family you know over-the-counter stuff is that you you need to talk to you is what you're saying we need to be checked and 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 it's not just coming in here and then all of a sudden getting you shot in the you know the buttocks of 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 some kind of testosterone or, right, or, right. or estrogen, right. um, which we got to be careful with that too. With women and estrogen, you don't want too much of that either because what it could do, there's, you know, that's, breast cancer sometimes. But that's and, what, that's, you have somebody like the, me or because anybody you else in my field. It. That's yes, the key. No, and you use the lowest dose <clears throat> necessary. So there's yeah. a safe part of it because yeah. a lot of women would be asking right now, well, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. My mother got, because she was getting, uh, for her menopause, she was getting treated with and estrogen then she got, and, she, and got, she ended up getting stinking breast yeah, cancer. Yeah, so yeah. you're saying. Okay. So, okay. I could go off on to so many freaking tangents Good, and do my it. brain I mean, is yeah. like whatever. And um, you had no coffee today. No, no I didn't no. really. Um, so, oh gosh. So when you look at, now we're crossing over into fear of breast cancer. Again, I told you one in eight mm-hmm. women get breast cancer. Right. And Thank you God that. if you're screening every year, starting at 40, uh, earlier, if you've got a family history, but if you're screening every year, fortunately the majority, cause there are different kinds of breast cancer. Some are mm-hmm. obviously much, much more aggressive and more likely, um, to be diagnosed diagnosed at a, a much worse stage, that sort of thing. But when you look at um, all the pros, cons, risk, benefits, most of us have more pros than negatives when we're talking about hormone replacement therapy when we become menopausal, right? Mm-hmm. So people, even though in certain populations, certain parts of the country, this area tends to be um, one of the worst areas as far as fear and again I think it's either no information or misinformation so I have some oh gosh I'm, I just went on off a huge channel no but Are this is good me? I'm following you completely okay. so yeah. so when you're adding perspective I want people to know this is you're truly analyzing in a sense that this think of the perspective you got to put things in perspective. Yeah, you're not. It's like you're not going to die from a tornado. That's no. my industry. Yeah. People yeah. think every time a storm comes, it's not the tornadoes that kill you. It's the fallen trees from exactly. wind exactly. So that you kill have more to, people. You have to remember about those fallen trees right. and everything else that's going on. So when you look at and when I talk to women all day long, some of them, you know, on their little symptom sheet, I have this, 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 this. They've gotten used to the new normal, right? How I said mm-hmm. that the new normal. The new, new normal. You don't think you can change, and all of a sudden you get some hormones back, and you go, "Holy hell!" Wow, right? Right. Um, but the usually the as far as um, hormones, the pros for most of us outweigh the cons. So if I had breast cancer, I would not be on estrogen. 
But until then, I am because it's helping decrease my risk of heart disease, which, by the way, kills way more women in a year. If you were to look at the cancer or look at death rates in women in the U.S., and you look at how many women die of heart disease and how many die of breast cancer, the numbers aren't even close. So, but, but our hormones it's are... It's the awareness they give yeah, in those nonprofits. Yeah. They do a heck of a job, and I'm part yeah. of it, and I always help. Yeah. But there's so much awareness and so much promotion on that it, the yeah. perception may be well that is one of the worst diseases you're going to die from and we know heart disease oh, and heart i disease, do a lot with yeah. the american heart association yeah. and that's true yeah i mean stroke, like not that not that i mean breast cancer awareness is, is amazing and, mm-hmm. and, and you know so what i do yeah. and we have a new i have a new breast care center and it's amazing the most unbelievable people but it's kind of like when you see monday night football and you see during october and you see breast cancer awareness and you see those guys wearing their pink their pink football shoes or whatever, right. mm-hmm. but there should really be also one for heart disease yes. because heart disease is still a bigger killer of women. But yeah. again, not just heart disease, but osteoporotic fractures. We know our hormones mm-hmm. are so important for pre- protecting our bones. And as women, people think, oh, osteoporosis. So compared- estrogen helps that if oh, there's estrogen. a replacement. Okay. Oh, estrogen and testosterone are both pro-bone. Okay. So when you look at as, let's say my, let's say granny who never took estrogen, why do you think par- not completely but some of her issues why she she's now like this much shorter mm-hmm. right you have you become osteoporotic there's also other things with your spine and, and vertebral stuff that my husband knows all that stuff yeah, about right because he's an orthopedic he's surgeon, a spine, yeah, spine guy but no so um or uh osteoporotic fractures are a huge killer of women men to some degree but way more in women and so i those of us women that are on hormones i know it's protecting me from osteoporosis for example my fa- my mother has osteoporosis if she, if she is an 82 year old and she's a badass she might have she mm-hmm. might need to come out here sometime she's a bring retired her, nurse bring, let's, oh she's, she's an rn oh i yeah, love she's to talk amazing to her. Yes. she's amazing but if if uh if she at her 82 years of age at spring harbor hanging out with her girlfriends and some of these super <laughs> this cool is guys, a, this is a nice retirement home, right so right oh it's yeah. amazing she feels very lucky yes. but anyway uh, if she was to fall and i'm from minnesota north dakota so when okay. i think of falling you thinking january ice, yeah. ice right? right if she was to fall her risk uh, and, and break her hip um, it, her risk of dying is around 50 50 that's crazy it's so ex- people exponential don't, so up. people don't realize that right so osteoporosis is another big thing obviously heart is heart disease. So your gynos checks all that yeah. too. We know well, that a lot of I mean, times you and, check and, your... And, and it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of something my, it's kind of my baby. It's what I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. You know, even from back in the days, days when uh, Dr. James Simon was my attending. I'm right. so freaking lucky. The cool Georgetown guy. And if he, you Google his name, you'll oh, see what she's James talking about. James yeah. Simon. <laughs> he's, he just he stepped, he's last in the last several years, he stepped down as the president of the American Menopausal Society. So he knows this There shit. is such a thing. Oops, sorry. I'll be done. Yeah, no, he's, he's an amazing, amazing wow. human being. But yeah. anyway... Um, it's, uh, I kind of got off on tangent No, that's again. okay. But no, you're telling me it's your baby. You, you, oh, you're so it's my, Okay, thank you. So yeah. it's, it's, I'm, it's one of my passions. So for example, all these colleagues in this town and all over the country that I'm, I know who are other OBGYNs, right? Um, some of them do are gynecologic oncologists. They don't spend time. They're in the OR. They're doing, you know, ovarian cancer. They're doing, you know, 
And then, you, of course, you have a lot of people that are OBGYNs that just do a ton of OB, They're, you know, which I used to do. At one mm-hmm. point in time, I did 90% of my practice was delivering babies. You know, I delivered sextuplets when I w- uh, was pregnant at 39 and five-sevenths with my so own So you're kid. pregnant delivering yeah. six kids. I, I delivered sextuplets. That's you a whole other story. That was that. a Georgetown. That's a cool that story. That was a Georgetown. Was that, that obviously wasn't natural. They no, must it, have had it was, it was really in, effed in up natural yeah, know, with yes, some yeah. lady in... in uh, <laughs> How do you, yeah, how do, you sorry. do that? No, that was yeah. like one of the biggest failures of reproductive medicine ever in history. Is that healthy? History. Is that a good... No. no that's what I thought. No, okay. the heart, the, I mean, the, the dam, as far as the load on your heart, even though that sure. woman, she was... Uh, African, it was a mess up of whoever her reproductive end, they're putting, doing her IVF. Yeah. But then of course she came, she was one of those people that was like a queen in her tribe or whatever. And so she ended wow. up coming to Georgetown and, and pretty much laid, we call it Trendelenburg, okay. laid like this, her feet up to keep that pressure That's off her cervix. Point. So those six kids wouldn't try to dilate her cervix and come right. out. That's anyway. What a story. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's yeah, a cool one. Where did yeah. I go with that? No, but you're saying when you're at Georgetown too, we're yeah. talking about, we're, we're, you know, just the women in, in what you're doing as far as doing your practice, there's different practices. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, so, I'm sorry. And your different. practice is very uh, it, specific I, I mean, I, now. I, I see young women for birth control and heavy periods and painful periods, middle age for fibroids and bleeding workup and b- abnormal pap smears and hormones and, you know, dermatologic things down here and all that. Yeah. But, but again, some people do a little more hormones, and that's really what my shtick is, versus okay. a lot of doctors, they might, they might not, um, it's just not as much a part of their average day. How many people, when they come come in with challenges through the relationships through let's just say anything that we find out and again I'm being very specific here when it comes to the libido issues low libido that you say you know what you don't need it is there is that ever a time or <laughs> you don't need that extra estrogen or your husband doesn't need a little yeah, bit of tea yeah, yeah. Uh, going on here or whatever we have to adjust is there is there many times that it's something completely different, something medically, or is it generally come well, right down to it? Well, seems like everything seems to be no, driven well, ob- by your obviously, hormones. Obviously, the first and foremost is, do they like each other? Yeah, let's know? get to the meat right? of the matter. I Maybe mean, they don't. Right? Yeah. I mean, you definitely yeah. have people that come in and, or they're, they're you know, they're depressed or they have a, they, they have a, a you know, some something else is off, or they are are a, a functioning alcoholic. That you know, there's so many different. So you know, things. you can read. I mean, that's what oh, you do as a doc. You're you're yeah. like you're like I can see this person. You're a good candidate for this. Yeah. And yeah. you may not be. Yeah. I think you really got something more. You got to kind but of work maj- out at home. But the majority of the time, it's yeah. because they have a huge deficit in what their ovaries, women, and yeah. their testes, you, you yeah. make. Gotcha. So it's kind of like. Um, Sometimes I use, I think I might have got this from Simon. I can't remember. But think about cave women. Mm-hmm. Cave women never live long enough to be menopausal, right? Makes sense because, because of the lifespan. Was- what were they doing? They were hunter and gathering with a baby on their back, and they probably got eaten by a tiger sometime by the time they were 30. So those women never went through menopause. And so because of, thank God, what's happened how we've evolved as humans in modern medicine and everything, mm-hmm. we're now getting to the point where we're living such longer lives, we're just trying to get back what our bodies used to make. It's why you see some of these amazing athletes that are 60, 70 years old. And, sure. and not just jacked on anabolic steroids, but, you know, where people are just trying to live their best lives. I had Jeff Galloway on recently, and he... Uh, you know, you know, well, you know, international runner, everything else, 76 years Incredible. old at the time of the podcast. 
And Jeff, he had, I think he just, just he had a heart attack recently and he's getting over it, but he was just at a, uh, in 2022 of, um, of uh, May, the Memorial Day weekend, he was actually participating in another run. This guy has been, he was an 80, uh, 72 um, Olympiad. Uh, he's, he's He's incredible. And he writes the book on walking and running. And, and he said, just there's, there's a method to everything, but just keep an active. Do you think that could help someone's sex life by being active oh, on a daily basis? A hundred percent. Okay. So would that be supplemented with with that, or do you think you would try that approach? Or no, do you think it's both? well, it's everything. It's everything. Okay, it's everything. It's kind of like when we go back when you were saying how so many people are on medications, even young people. You've right. never seen more. Right. Um, at the same time, you're not going to just throw a medication at them. You're going to say, "Hey, are you really trying to sleep eight hours? Sleep? I could go on for forever. Sleep, uninterrupted sleep is the most powerful, powerful how thing. Do you, how do you get uninterrupted sleep? Uninterrupted sleep. I know. Well, with babies or yeah. people that work night shifts yeah. and stuff like that. There's even some new data suggests that even if you don't have a family history of Alzheimer's, like my father, mm-hmm. my father just recently passed from you, Alzheimer's. You tell me, I didn't know. I'm yeah. so sorry. To you hear know, that. he had yeah. a great life, but yeah. man, um, yeah. but um, so even if you don't have um, that, there's there uh, a family history. Um, there's new data to suggest that one of the most powerful indicators or you know risk factors are people that don't get good sleep. And that's some people that just have never been sleepers or, you know, they work nights or uh, who knows. So, Ada, what's, is there tangent, anything that tangent, we Tangent, tangent, I keep getting no, off but, on but it's on No, but, but the tangents work <laughs> yeah, because yeah. these are questions people would yeah. ask. Yeah, but so anyway, okay, okay I yeah. know. We were saying about um, people being on all these meds when mm-hmm. they're young. You say, hey, are you sleeping well? Are you trying not to, like, uh, three nights out of the week, stay up until 2 when you're going to get ready for school? And are you eating well? Are you eating crap at the, you know, um, just, you know, hot dogs and french fries? Are you trying to get a really good solid? Is your your vitamin D? I can't tell you how many people, even young women that I see, that Mm -hmm. are so deficient in vitamin D and B12 that makes a difference. So that can make a difference. So so it may not just be hormones so, no, that can yeah. help you sleep better yeah. or a home hormone deficiency. Yeah. But a lot of times it's these well, vitamin deficiencies. Well, think about it. You think you yeah. have like a person who is menopausal and cannot sleep. She's miserable. And then you give her her estrogen. It can just be life changing. Well, there's a lot of women who are 25 and 30 men and women that have true sleep disorders when they're in their twenties and thirties. And they clearly, it's not because they don't have adequate yeah. estrogen from their testes and their ovaries. Right. So it's, it's multifactorial. So right? do we, if it is multifactorial, we could we supplement with like a melatonin or something like five milligrams a day? Yeah, or I mean, I mean people, I'm no, that's that what up. I mean. People yeah. do this all the time, so it's just so. Is it safe to do that? Yeah, I mean, okay. there are a lot of people that do mel. I just know I know my area, and I know certain things that could be used over the counter. But more importantly, lifestyle: Are you working out? Are you obese? You know, do you are, are you sleeping well? So all those things we try to ask them before we just slap them on a Lexapro. You know what I yeah, mean? But thing, I yeah. think a lot more people are on those medications because we're just finding that they really can make a difference. So they can make somebody who's even, let's say, an 18 and 19-year-old freshman, uh, whatever, in college, and she is just feeling like, you know, like we all do, you're stressed. Mm-hmm. Every, that's the other thing. Everybody thinks they have the most stressful life in the world. My stress and your stress no, are, no, are different no, from somebody I could else's be stress. 80 yeah. and be, you know, whatever, at, or you can be 20. Everybody has the same. It's, it's because it's you and your body at sure. the time. Okay. But 
with that. Anyway, I go back with that woman. If all of a sudden she's eating well, she's sleeping, she's doing everything, and then all of a sudden you give her one of these medications that we have, mm-hmm. it can change her life and just make take the tone down. Then that's why we have these medications. So it's no different than if all of a sudden you have a 19-year-old woman who all of a sudden finds out she's diabetic. Are you going to say, well, let's not try it. Let's not do the insulin Maybe we really don't need it. Yeah, we don't want you know? to. Yeah, when, right? yeah, right. Or, you know, so, no. You, they this kill is, you if you don't right, do, do or, it. Right, or, you know, or somebody that has a cancer. Well, yeah, you're a young person with a cancer, and if you take this chemo, it's very likely going to make your life expectancy just go up exponentially. But when it comes to psych medications, so many people have this thing, this, mm-hmm. this mystique about it being a negative thing, kind of like if you're strong enough, you should be able, you know, to get through it. And it's a and problem. It's, it's an invisible, it, yeah, phys- it's not a yeah. physical you can see. But you it's can't, sad. Yeah, because, it's sad with mental you know, illness. It's sad yeah. because even young people think that. And, right. You know, anyway, so no, I, I, medicine between the ears is just as important as medicine for any other part of our body. I'm glad you said that because that's something that w- that gets ignored a lot. And, and it's something that if, again, it's somebody, a weakness. it's a weakness. Yeah. It, you can just get through it, you know, do it. But that it's something that goes undiagnosed mm-hmm. or if it is diagnosed, yeah. it's the stigma or I don't like the way the medicine feels. So therefore I'm going to stop taking it. And then we, yeah. di- we go right back to our, yeah. our mental illness. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine my, my, my grandfather, Irish yeah. fighter, moved sure. from Ireland or whatever. I can yeah. imagine if say, I don't need that shit. I don't, yeah, right. no, 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 you know, it's yeah, like, get, no, but, that, but that's just the difference in people now knowing through modern medicine, we're living longer and we're having healthier lives. That's, and there's so many things you have to kind of balance out here when somebody comes to you. So we can have people with in, in their 20s to just get married or somebody who couples that are together or just somebody who feels like they have issues with their libido or may have issues, something going on where they're not happy, they're not fulfilled or something's not working right in the relationship to how late do we go? What, how old could you be to still experience good sex? A long time. How long? I mean, what could it be as long? I mean, are some people going like in their eighties? I mean, I mean, okay. So this is when you, we don't want to, you know, paint a crazy picture here. We look at grandma and grandpa now and say, really? No, this is, this is when people kind of like you. Yeah. 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 What's your name again? Dylan, you're so cute. Uh-huh. But no, Dylan's like, oh, God, I don't even think about my parents he's, he's having... He's going, la, la, yeah, la, la, la. Like, They had sex, la, la, la. That yeah. was only to procreate myself and right. my siblings, you sure, know? Sure, right. And that's, just, um, that's what people think, yeah, right? But no, but, uh, but intimacy in... I mean, ask people that when their kids are all gone, and then they even be... I mean, I hear it all the time. People don't want to hear about it because they go, TMI. Right, right, TMI. Yeah, why? It's reality. I don't want to think about old people having sex or whatever, but it is what it is. And and again, that's another thing. Do you know a guy in town named Jerry Farber? Why does that sound familiar? He's, is he a runner? He's no, Usually, he's a I runner. runner. He yeah. Went, yeah, he's eighty-four. Yeah, his yeah. brain, he is. He in his head, he's twenty, and he's never going to change, right? Yeah, right. And that's how I feel. Right? I mean, yeah. or is that I don't no, my typical but I, but guy? I, but, that, but I think most <laughs> of us, even typical. though we look at our bodies, uh-huh. we look at our face, we look at our wrinkles. Yeah, right. But I think most people think they're still that age, I'm which with is you. which is good, right? Right. Um, it's always better to be an optimist and a pessimist, right? Because people go, you know, you know, look at, you know, my father's, you said a couple times with Bob, I'm going to remind you, you know, you're 50, you know, this podcast, I'm turning 57, but you know, yeah, you're very sweet. Uh, 50, you're 57, Bob. Mm -hmm. You remember that. And I'm like, well, I'm right there with you. But I'm, I'm, yeah, you and I, I know, I remember you telling, and I never asked your age. You told me. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. Because that's, that's why you're, you're real. And, but I think about that, but if it's because of the, 25 year old brain that I have I still feel 
like Absolutely. I'm thinking the same way. Yeah. You know, of course, I'm trying to be a little bit more wise in my decisions when yeah. I do it, but that's it. But I mean, yeah. I still have the same, I mean, you're, I still yeah. feel like I can do this. Yeah. I can tackle this. Let's do it. Like, you know, yeah. I can still physically do this or and that. You, and, and you can, mm-hmm. you can, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah. Hell with the wrinkles uh, and the skin over the skeleton. We can, we could still partake and, but he, yeah, and but do it, but most, intimacy mo- is, intimacy, shouldn't go away. It, so again, think about it, Bob. Yeah. You're who you are right now. Yeah. Fast forward 20 years. Okay. And if you keep yourself healthy and you keep doing what you're doing, I don't think in your head you're going to think that you're a whole lot older. You might look on a picture, or you might look but in the yeah, mirror and all that. More gray. But yeah, my Jer- my friend Jerry Fire, but he's uh, he's still a comic. He had his uh, he started started a comedy. Oh, oh I know Jerry, who he is. Yes, Jerry, of course. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry. I know who Jerry no, is. Jerry's of course become I do. one of my yeah. closest friends. In From the, Atlanta, he was an Atlanta yes, comic. He's become From one of Atlanta my closest area. friends yeah. in the last year. I adore that yeah. man. And to hear him talk because he's telling things and and speaking and telling stories from a brain that is 84. And if I was to close my eyes, you would not think he's any different. In fact, he acts younger than a lot of women and men that I know that are 40. They're like, oh my God, get a life. You know, you're only 40. Does he get T replacement? Um, I I don't know. I think he wants to. (laughs) Okay, so he wants to, so he's okay. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm on him. Wow. And and, you know, he's a skinny dude. Yeah, he's very thin. thin, right? And I'm saying, Jerry, you got to start doing this, you know? Right. And uh, I said, Jerry, it'll be good for your bone density. It'll Mm -hmm. be good for your muscle wasting because, you know, he's a skinny dude. Yes, he is. Yeah, but he's, he's, amazing guy but again we're we're all as young as we feel and most of us still in our heads um fantastic and that's why we want to keep the rest of our bodies still there i you know dylan uh, what, what do you what are you getting? I want to hear from your he's point of view. He's probably grossed out by no, all this I, I don't know. No, I, I, I know. I, he's pretty. He's pretty open. I've talked to him already <laughs> about stuff. So what? Do you, what? What is your? If you had a question to Susie or anything you're seeing, are you hearing any of this? Is this something you hear in your inner circles? Well, I feel like I feel like um, a lot of people my age now, like a lot of us, are more well like educated on it. I think it, it definitely. You can kind of see like some older people kind of like talk like talk to us about it that haven't really like had like those conversations and stuff, but. Um, you know, I think a lot of us are kind of more open about it now. Um, so like, like I'm, I'm hearing a lot of information that like, luckily some of my doctors have told me. Um, and yeah, I think it's good getting rid of that, the the stigma. And, and when you finally get to the point where you're not just, how old are you? 20 something? 20. Yeah. Yeah. You're 20. But then when you're, you get to 40 and you get to 60, you're going to remember this. You're going to say, I remember when those old bleeps (laughs) (laughs) and you're going to, you're going to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So cool. if that's if that's the if that's the case, that's that that's, that this is what's interesting now. Get back to libidos again. Libido. It sounds like in most cases, who do you talk to? Do I go to your clinic if I'm a guy? Well, I mean, can you I? can, and, and that's I'm not. Or sure. am I supposed to go to who? Do, who no, do I go you, to? you can go to urologist. Okay. You can go to your primary doctor and find out because, like, my primary docs, they they do hormones. I mean, there's a lot of people. Guys have been doing hormones. A heck of a lot longer than women have, as far yeah. meaning testosterone, sure, right? Sure, right. Um, so yeah, you can go at a lot of people. The ones that I've kind of connected with is my patients, significant others, because it's so much fun. Because they start feeling so comfortable about ta- hearing me talk to their wife, and then they and we just hey, have well, a. I want to. I want to no, get in on this. Hell yeah. yeah! Or they're saying, yeah. "Hell, I want some of that." Right. You know, I I want to do that. You know. <laughs> well, you mean we want some of that? Yeah, meaning, meaning maybe meaning, they yeah. want to because they yeah. think, "Oh, I I'm, I can't be low in T." Well. Right. 
that most of them could feel, you know, you if, can you, be. if you look at, you look at a level and like a oh. lab core, which is a huge company that does labs. Sure. If you look at their levels, it says they're normal, but a lot of people go outside that range and to get even higher than that level. And I could go on because it has to do with uh, our receptors as we get older, our testosterone receptors in our body. Think of it as, as we get older, our, our receptors, uh, like especially in hormones, especially testosterone, get dumbed down. Okay. Right? And right? women, and again, you have to, women have to have so much t- testosterone. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and, and so what, what, if I had a level of testo of 40 when I was 19, 40 isn't going to do nothing for me now because the way I look at, and this is my own um, way that I, in my head, have really evolved in trying to explain it to other patients, right? Because those receptors are now dumbed down, so you need more to get the same effect. Interesting. Right? So what? So it's kind of he- like if you were drinking alcohol. Yeah. Well, you could drink a beer and get drunk on when you were eighteen. Right. You need you need more th- to get the same well, effect. Does that make sense? That's a great. That's yeah, my I'll, own kind of thing. I wanted to ask you that. It. So yeah. that is interesting. Yeah. But is there any side effect? What are the? What would be the negative? Of side effect, but if you go to someone who's clinically, can I look at my timer? Yeah, go right because you got it. We got to get you I back have to work. It in is. The it office. is. It is what twenty time? minutes after two local time. Twenty minutes after. Yes. Okay, we're good. I got after. five more minutes. Okay, five more minutes. You're you just so wrap much it up. Fun, That's Bob so and good. Dylan. Look at this. We're too. Fun. She's got to get back to patients, and I was I just going to say that we got to get you back. It's okay. But when uh, before we get back to the uh, clinic, how do you know? I mean, this is what you do. This is your expertise. Where is too much or not enough? Where you know I mentioned about the, the, my mother-in-law, for example, she was getting estrogen treatments back in the days. This is not recently, and she ended up getting breast cancer in her seventies. She's almost ninety years old now, but she survived and yeah. no, no problem. Yeah. But it was related to that, is what they believe. So, is it safe? I mean, here I am. I I do. Yeah, sure. There's days I feel really tired. I, I is st- it safe? Like for you? Like you? Yeah. You, I mean, for somebody who's like. <clears throat> generally healthy, but yeah. I can certainly use, yeah. I, I would yeah. like a little more pepper. Yeah. I want a little no. more, I want to get so myself in, back in, to where I, you in, know. In women, I think the yeah. only true side effect that we even, I even care about yeah. when I'm managing women all day long is women's our hair. Yeah. Right, our hair. Could I grow my hair back? No, no, no. Oh, no. If anything, why can't it? Yeah. No, yeah. it's some women, and so much of it is your. Who, oh, I know. They start getting facial So hair. much of it is your ethnicity, right? <clears throat> but Italians, right? Might, yeah, I, oh, Italians. Yeah. Yeah, the, right. All the patients I had, like that, were Middle Eastern patients yeah. in D.C. Completely different, right? Yeah, right. But as a woman, when I have somebody like me that was not, I have kind of lighter skin. I don't have a lot of hair. My yeah. arms are any here. Right. There are some women patients that are a lot more likely to get. You know, you know, more for here to get facial hair. People wax all the time, right? But also get their hair thin. We don't want that. But if you do it correctly and you don't, you're not too cavalier with dosing. That shouldn't happen. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been on it for three years. So people, that's the biggest. That's the biggest nervousness for women. For men, and again, remember, I'm not a urologist. I'm not. I'm not a male expert. Even though there are people that, uh, okay, now I'm going off on a tangent, that okay. do do hormones for men in a med spa that don't even have my degree. So yeah. I feel more than comfortable taking care of men for that thing. For that reason, yeah, especially please. Se- especially since I've aligned myself with very, very smart urologists. So if I have something that I, hey, what do you think? Are what they you in your want? clinic, some urologists? No, no, okay. Are you thinking about doing it? Uh-huh, yeah. That would be smart yeah, for you. No, yeah, I, I already have my armchair person I'll tell you about oh, down great. later. Yeah, this is awesome. I have learned, I picked up four prostate 
prostate cancers. Four wow. prostate cancers. And you're, and you're a in, in my in my in my four in my twenty five male patients. As a gynecologist, because this is we great. used we used a lower PSA level, and fortunately, they're not going to die of prostate cancer. Now they can't start their T right now, but that's pretty cool that my Euro buddy and myself, we picked it up at, at a very, very low. So when you think of those potential side effects for you guys, there are some other ones where your mm-hmm. your hemoglobin, hematocrit, your blood count can get a little too high that can make you feel sluggish. You might even have to um, um, donate blood, that sort of thing. Your estradiol levels can maybe get a little too high, but that's my job or whoever's doing your hormones to make sure, sure that doesn't happen. So, you know... Um, Yes, there's side effects, but more often than not, the pros outweigh the cons by far and away. That's a great way to end it here right. and get you going so you can see some patients. Folks, uh, Dr. Susie Westerlin, you are the bomb diddly. I love it. Bob, this is why. We can keep going on and on no. and on. This is you're, great information. You're the bomb. Oh, no, I mean, I, I, like, I, just predict some freaking great weather. I know. We got Would it you? for you. I'm yeah. going to keep it. No All hurricanes, right. no tropical storms, no tornadoes. <laughs> Dylan, it was yeah. nice meeting you. What a whirlwind. But remember the trees when they fall, you know, those are the ones that uh, do the most damage in most cases. Your likelihood of getting killed by a tornado is very unlikely. Keep it in perspective. Dosing is important. See if you're a guy, talk to your uh, urologist. If you're a woman, come see a Dr. Susie Westerlin, a gyno or somebody who really, really focuses on that particular side to uh, hormone therapy, if you will. Thank you very much. Thank you. You guys will see you next week, too, on the Bob Jeswold Show. We're going to get Susie and Hunter Champion on one of these. Dylan's going to tell us how you can get this and much more at WRBL.com. Every Wednesday at 7, 6 Central, the Bob Jeswold Show. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or just different ways you can, uh, you know, kind of just digest your podcast, if you will. And on social media, through any account, through our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll see you next week.